What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm. Proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. It's the Caster TV Podcast. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website. Hello, um, Matt's in hello. the northern area. Hello. <laughs> Why did you say hello so early? Well, because you said hello, I'm Luke. I said hello back. Oh, bless you. Sorry, there's a person outside waving at me who I have no idea who it is. And uh Val- Valentine. <laughs> no, yeah, Valentine. Oh yeah, it could be it could, that could be no, the Valentine look. It's not. Uh, or, at least God I hope it's not. Um, <laughs> you may have guessed already, we didn't keep it much of a surprise. Gary's back as well. Uh, Welcome uh, back. Well, ninety eight percent of me is. Luke probably will know this, but when they put a, I don't know if you if you are a cast on your leg, Luke? Yes. Yes, when they take the cast off, they literally use like a saw, like a yeah, like a saw. So, it doesn't rotate; it oscillates, no, but no, no. it's going into you. It, it's cutting it's <laughs> skin. Yeah, it's cut skin. It's, yeah. it's it's a bit scary. And also, when were you awake when they put it on? Yeah, because it's sort of that warm sensation oh, when they. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, oh no, I don't really like lovely. it. I don't like well, it no. The more. the only problem with mine is is that I've got to have my ankle at a ninety degree angle, so I'm having to sort of hold my leg up in the air and push it back, which is a bit painful. One of my favourite episodes of The Simpsons sees Bart have a cast. And, oh yeah. Uh, doesn't he have an um, trail of ants coming out of it at one point? Isn't <laughs> it the yep. is it the one with the swimming pool? Yes. yes yeah. Where he can't, where he sits. They're like the rear window, window like, spoof. Yeah. Yeah. The rear, the rear, win- yeah, the rear window one where he spots Ned murdering. He yeah. thinks Ned's murders yeah. his wife, but it's so no just <laughs> sit by your window. Yeah. This is going to be full of Simpsons quotes. This podcast, I can just tell already. Yeah, I can just tell already. <laughs> okay. Um... Let, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. You don't win friends with salad. 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 I didn't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com Are we insured for you to go west? Do you need Matt and I well, to come with you? What I've decided to do in this situation is stay east but have the news emailed to me by a friend in the west. I hope uh, that's okay for a couple of weeks. Right. It's been intercepted by a Russian internet provider to make sure there's nothing against the, the great governor Putin. Uh, but uh, yes, we can go west. 
shall I, shall I very quickly tell you what I thought of Legion before we move yes. on to Legacy? Yeah. So you guys, you guys, I thought very well reviewed this. I listened to last week's podcast. I think you described this fairly undescribable show quite well. You wondered, is this at all like Daredevil or Jessica Jones? Uh, and I'd have to say completely not. This is well, very different. And I did find the kind of the moving of the timelines quite confusing. It was quite strange to kind of pick up on where you were and who you were. Because, of course, <laughs> you know, he, he, the whole plot being centered yeah. around the fact that he swaps bodies uh, or consciousness with this other woman. But I did like it. I liked the quirkiness. I really liked the psychedelic soundtrack, you know, the, the links to Pink Floyd. Um, and I I think it's just completely different to, to any other kind of superhero or that type of show. It's it's out there. Uh, and I like the fact that at the end of the episode, you don't really know what's going on. You've not been firmly introduced to who these people that he's now been broken out of prison are. You don't know what their agenda is. So you've got plenty of scope for the rest of the series. I'm just worried that I won't like the second one as much if they're like now a team and they use their powers to It looks to like it's going to go more X-Men-y. Uh, generic. Yeah, X-Men. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, don't forget it, it, it is an X-Men story. So, I mean, you know, it's it's different to the others. There is a link, as you mentioned, in, in the fact that he's Charles Xavier's son. But it was just interesting. The fact that he was portrayed as a schizophrenic, uh, paranoid schizophrenic uh, at the beginning was really interesting. And the way in which they did that. I definitely will watch the second episode. I do agree with Luke that I need yeah. to see where it's going first. So you, you don't can... like you like the fact that you don't know where it's going is where we've landed. Because sometimes yeah. you do <laughs> not like the fact that you don't like where it's going. No, I, I, think, it's, I think it's different. I think uh, it depends show to show. I'm sorry, it does. 24 Legacy. Do you want to leave this one, Gary, or shall I? You go for it. Although it's, I'll, I'll chip in if needed. So this is like the spin-off like, of 24. You... Using yeah. the 24 name and the 24 structure of it being 24 episodes each. Um, no, it's not 24 uh, being... episodes. How many episodes is it? None. It, 20... Oh, 12 episodes. 12. It's the 24 See, hours. See, if I'd have been allowed to chip in, <clears throat> I could have saved you that deep embarrassment that you've just been feeling. Because... But the thing was, 24 always used to be 24 episodes, and yeah, it was I one an hour. That. Events occur in real time, as we are as we are told uh, constantly. Twice. Uh, by... yeah. Eric Carter, who is the lead here, uh, played by Corey Hawkins. I don't know um, of his previ- any of his previous uh, no. TV roles. Uh, Eric is an ex-army ranger who um, was involved in the killing of a, like a, I suppose, like an Osama bin Laden type. Uh, Definitely. There were six army rangers all in- involved in killing this um, Osama bin Laden type. We learn early on that they are being killed off one by one. Eric learns this just in the nick of time. His his house is sort of invaded by terrorist group, but he's able to um, evade them and escape with his wife and his he, life. And his life, his life. That's right. His, his life and his wife. <laughs> and his wife. Uh, just to, to let you know, he previously has been in. He was in six episodes of The Walking Dead, and he played Doctor Drain straight out of Compton. Oh, good. Good to know. I know you're down with your hip-hop and all. The other storyline here was uh, basically a bit of a good wife type storyline, I I found. Miranda Otto of Lord of the Rings fame, uh, she played the former head of CTU, who had sort of stepped down to be the wife of the uh, senator, John Donovan, played by Jimmy Smith, who's running for the presidency. And she then sort of goes back to CTU and sort of uses her former ally, one of the computer bods, to um, help Eric in his quest to find out why Binkerleed's men are um, 
Well, what, what was the important thing was they were all given new identities. So yeah. it's not only that they've been found, it's that they've been by the, someone has again, got another, that information. Another trope of 24, the mole that we yes. we always have in, in uh, CTU or somewhere, in the, maybe in the White House or something like that. There's another subplot involving a uh, schoolgirl played by former Skins actress um, Catherine Prescott, a Chechenian schoolgirl who's uh, manip- sexually manipulating a science teacher to... Um, Carry out We've all done it. I wouldn't have passed biology <laughs> if I hadn't have done that. Once he's escaped with his wife and his wife, his uh, wife is deposited to his uh, brother I Isaac. I love that deposited. <laughs> well, it was. Dog. It was. Who Why, basically, I, Isaac basically lives in the wire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he was in the Baltimore area. And it really annoyed me that he couldn't say the word all right properly. It was always eight. 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 That's um, how they speak on the street. Basically, and the thing there is that Isaac was with um, Eric's wife and he basically sort of stole her from him and um, went off. The other trope of 24 that we always get is that there's always some sort of MacGuffin, some sort of item that all the characters are chasing. In this case, yeah. it's a locked box that can, that contained a flash drive. Can, of... I, can I just say, this is yeah. one of two things that annoyed me. That got discovered far too quick. The fact that there was a lockbox, there was a hidden compartment. That was far too quick. No, you could have you could have saved like what was in the lockbox. Maybe just yeah, they were looking definitely. for the lockbox because this was a list full of names of people who were involved with terrorists, like yeah. in big institutions. Gary, what did you think of it? <laughs> uh, overall, oh. I thought this was fast. This was fast paced. They oh, did I thought a you said a fast moving. <laughs> there were two bits that annoyed me. One was the bit involving the lockbox. I think, I think, had this been a twenty-four episode series, you definitely wouldn't have got there that quick. I suppose the fact that it's thirteen, they do have to move the plot along. It's quite not. Fast. It's twelve. Uh, and the second part that annoyed me was the ridiculous bit with the pipe. Sorry. <laughs> hang on, 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 hang on. What? At Did the end, not... do you know where they're chasing through the construction site? And oh, the pipe sorry. Thing? Yeah, and sorry. the massive, and he shoots down this massive pipe, and then yeah, runs sorry. behind it, and it was just like I don't. Even, I was I thinking of even... like a smoking pipe. I was trying to think. <laughs> no, no, and and it just seemed that was just like that was a little bit too much. I can't even remember that Jack Bauer did anything like that. Oh, um, he did. Well, I know, but it always seemed a bit more real. It didn't seem quite as unrealistic as that. You know, this guy's obviously clearly the the hero, and there's no, no harm ever going to come to him. I liked the stuff inside CTU. It was mm. familiar because that's that's obviously you know How the trope. How far does of... Gary get but with Twenty Four? I started and never finished Series Six. Luke, you did the first three, didn't you? Yeah, I hated this with every fibre of my body. I hated it for being a thing. Before, when I used to bemoan. American TV and American drama, this is why. I appreciate 24 is a different kind of thing. It's an action drama. Did you like just... the ones that you saw? The, the I three did. That you saw? I, I did. Yeah. I didn't love them. I didn't. No. I, I said they were frivolous and fun yeah. and all that. This was. They were compelling, terrible. weren't they? You, you wanted to keep going with them, sort of. Yes. Thing. Whereas this, I just. I didn't care about any of them. I wanted the, the lead guy to get hit by the stupid pipe. I just thought the whole thing was bonkers. It was like some bad tribute to 24 mm. without Well, I was going to mention that. I've seen All 8 and uh, Live Another Day, which also had 12 episodes, um, which sort of... They did, like, 11 consistent hours, and then the final one sort of flash-forwards 
like mm. another 12 hours. 24 at its heart is really ridiculous. Like, for example, in season two where Jack is able to shield uh, behind a rock to evade like a nuclear detonation. Uh, it was a well-placed rock, to be fair. <laughs> it, was, and, it, was, it was a nuclear-protecting yeah, rock. And, and Kim Bauer uh, evade, evading the cougar. The thing with Kiefer was that he had the charisma to pull it off and the sort of believability and the sort of grit that you need. Corey Hawkins is just completely bland as anything. I just find yeah. I just found him not a compelling lead, and you need a compelling lead to make this ridiculous stuff. And, and I think the problem is, is throughout anything to do with this, everybody. And I saw some of the comments, uh, actually, some of the comments that were on, uh, in the video that you actually sent us through, was it ain't Jack Bauer, it ain't yeah. Keith Sutherland, and, and I think but, that's the biggest problem. But like having it in CTU, I mean, like the nods to the past, the girl, the the sort of computer person being the cousin of Edgar Styles. I mean. Who yeah. Edgar Styles was such a sort of secondary character, but there's so much for people who'd watched all the season, seasons of Twenty Four. There's so much. Well, this isn't this, as you said. This isn't Kiefer. This isn't Kiefer. This isn't Kiefer. Uh, yeah. uh, the music and the and yeah. obviously the the this the events occur in real time. Where uh, Luke, you asked me because I wa- I did watch episode two as well, and you wondered why. Well, literally, no, I, so often literally, you you don't watch the second. Episode, literally, I needed some background noise. That was it. Okay. It's almost like a Fast and Furious movie. Mm. I would say. I think it would mostly appeal to like younger people who didn't see Twenty Four the first time round because I I'd think if you'd seen Twenty Four the first time round, yeah, if you'd seen Twenty Four the first time round, then you're not going to like this because it's a pale imitation. I mean, I liked Miranda Otto, but I even found her character wasn't particularly well drawn. Even the political stuff, which used to be some of the best stuff in it, I mean, I remember season five with the sort of dodgy Nixon esque president. Um, yeah, I've got another question though. Do you think, like in like the times we're in, where you know there is all this sort of Islamophobia and stuff like this, and there's so much unrest, is it the right time to bring back Twenty Four, where all the villains are mm. like Muslim terrorists and are like you know or like Chechnyan? Mm. I just thought it, that side of it felt dated and very yeah, stereotypical. But, but it, at the I, same yeah. time, it's not Luke, if you know what I mean. It, you know I what mean, I'm saying, like with 20, the travel 20... ban, it's just reinforcing negative stereotypes. I, I, may, I, I, might, I, I might seem I like a liberal lefty, as they keep saying, but I, I just... I definitely think... see what you're saying. Yeah. I think 24, when it first came out, was post 9-11. It felt very real and very relevant at the time. In the first season as well of 24, it was... Um, oh, Palmer, who was... Uh, he wasn't yeah. president, was he? He was running well, he was, president. He was, so he was, still, he was that, going to be president. Even Palmer. that is... Um, you know, a thing you can link back to season one as with like, oh, there's this man with a happy family life who won't have a happy family life soon. You know, his wife is probably, I, I reckon his, his wife isn't long for the series. If I was, I mean, I'm not going to watch anymore, but if I was to predict, if it was brave, I think it should kill off Eric and have someone else become the lead halfway through, but it's not going to happen. No, no, I, no that's no. the only thing that you could do with that. I, I think the only character that I felt any empathy with was Ben, which was the other member of the <laughs> uh, team, who was this you person who felt, yeah, and, and he felt like the government was against him. Yeah. And I think he was the only likable and fleshed out character that I um, think they went for. This is a quote from a critic in the US yeah. that I follow. Uh, it's been critically oh, panned. Nobody, nobody likes this. But what he said, it's a very clever analogy. It's like watching a band who's lost their lead singer 
perform all the hits without any of the charisma. That's sort of what Gary and said Queen, about that, that's, that's, Yeah, it's like well, it's Queen, Queen with Adam Lambert. It? With, with Adam Lambert, yeah. It's, yeah, that's well, what it is. Uh, that's a good I, quote. I'm just reading here, Rotten Tomatoes has got it 57% with the critical consensus reading 24 Legacy offers well-acted escapism, yet this spin-off also inherits many of its predecessors' flaws and an early narrative rut signals a missed opportunity for reinvention. Gary, will you watch any more? Yes. Like Matt, I may well watch the second episode, but I'm not sure after that. That's background noise. Yeah. So, reviews time. Yay! Uh, yay. No offence ended. Um, you'll hear this a lot on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Something starts or everything starts and ends all on Wednesday this week. Yeah, so this is the conclusion of the Atta storyline with the... Um, the rape and kidnap of the... No, I suppose they weren't being kidnapped, were they, the care home kids? No, they of. were sort of held against... The, they were just working for... They were sort of slaves, let's put it like slaves, that. Yeah, was, yeah. And, slaves, yeah, and, yeah. But, I mean, Nora did not know, did she, that her son had been raping them, Manny. And no. More than that, that he'd actually raped her other son who'd killed himself at the beginning of the uh, of the series. Um other things that happened in this oh yes donna had a bomb strapped to her brilliant yeah <laughs> kathy's sister donna um and basically i'll just shall i just skip to the end because it's like there's skip to the good bit as the result yeah well, would say. Every, everything sort of built up to nora trying to flee didn't it and um viv trying to viv was always one step behind basically what happened is they they chased them to a pig farm nice um Yay. and uh, there was a helicopter there waiting for them. And, I think they're uh, right in saying the pig farm was the deaf lawyer's place. Oh, was it? Okay. Because they said they, they'd gone to his place. It's the only place that could land a, a chopper. I'd love to see the deaf lawyers. I yeah. want the spin-off. A spin-off of the deaf lawyers just helping other people like the good wife. <laughs> um, and then... Uh... Basically, what happened was that Manny got decapitated. Like he's like, well, I suppose it wasn't oh, his dad, God. was it? Because yeah. it, it started with him being sort of killed by a sign, wasn't it, at the beginning of the series? Yes. And Manny was yeah. decapitated by a helicopter at the end of the series. Um, with Nora, really gruesome, sort of... brilliantly done. It closed everything off perfectly. Mm. Uh, it brought it back to episode one, which is really well done because I hadn't actually thought about the bomb in the, the church. The, yeah, I hadn't actually given that much consideration past the episode that it was in, so it was nice that they were still talking about that. Everybody had something to do. Will Mello mm. was very good. Jodie Latham, who I have to apologise yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Was, was very good as, as this guy who I, has to I, sort of I would say Paul Abbott knows how to handle an ensemble, doesn't he? Mm, Give it everything. Yeah. We didn't talk about episode six, but I thought the girl who played Tegan was excellent in the uh, when they were doing the uh, genital mutilation story. Yes, like. yes. You know, it just does things that other shows wouldn't do. I'll tell you on, what it... on paper, it's like if you were describing somebody mm. who hadn't seen this and you were describing that plot, it sounds absolutely bonkers. It manages to stay on the just the outer fringes of bonkers. Mm. You believe, or at least I believe it all. Mm. What I would say part. is that you you look at a scene like the one where um, Paul, what's Paul Ritter's character called? Because I just keep going. I never Paul know. Ritter. Let's just call him Paul Ritter. Yeah. I don't know what he's called. Paul Ritter and Jodie Latham were um, trying to take Donna's bomb vest off. Yes. And that scene you've seen, you know, you've seen a bomb defusal disposal scene a couple of times. 
But what I think Paul Abbott does is he looks at a scene and, and looks, how can I make this feel more real and how can I yeah. get a couple of gags out of this at the same yeah. time? The line, do you mind if Dinah shoves your tit out of the way? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the bit in the middle where she just decides to have a wee yeah. <laughs> in a bottle. There's, there's but that, really that's the bit of... that feels real, isn't it? Because like, normally they get the bomb and that would be it, but they, they stop what they were doing so she could like you know have a, have a piss, basically. The... All right, now calm down, dear. It never feels bonkers. It mm. sounds bonkers. I don't quite know how they do it. It just never. Fe- it always feels right in the world of the show and yeah. in my world. I don't quite know how they do it. You mentioned at one there. There was a couple of things that you thought that it was starting at one that they sort of dropped. I mean, the main thing I thought was that they sort of build up like the feud with Sarah Solmani, but. Um, because you saw her at the awards ceremony, didn't you? Mm. And she was like, oh, she, you know, she's one of the lads, blah, blah, blah. They were sort of on each other's side, I suppose, more than you but thought. But I they'd... like that because what? we've seen the dueling, mm. the rogue yeah, policewoman with her yeah. cop boss. Who's but it almost felt over. like every episode it was like, don't don't leak, take me out of the loop. And they took her out of the loop and then it's just like, don't, don't you know, it, it was the same thing. It, do you know what I mean? It felt like the same thing every episode. She'd say, don't do this, keep me informed and they didn't keep her informed <laughs> yeah i don't know whether <laughs> did she have a different relationship with colin salmon i don't remember well, i think the thing was that she because he was male she was able to flirt with him wasn't she and in, yeah. in this case i think that's what paul uh, abbott was saying the other thing as well was that they really we were talking about episode one they really hadn't really touched on her husband's death have they really no they didn't you they know. never did no and I think that's something they're going to explore more if they get more. What do I you hope think, they get more. What do you think the chances are of them getting more? I well, mean, we've the, been uh... raving about it. I feel like we're the only ones talking about it, and I, mm-hmm. I hope that's not true. I hope that's not true, because I hope this isn't a, like a... Channel 4 often do a two-and-done rather than one-and-done. They did it with Utopia, they did it with mm. Top Boy. I just yeah. hope they don't do it, because there's so much story still to plumb here. You know, Nora Rat is still around... Um, there's just a lot of stuff, and it is a good show. I think it's growing into itself a lot more this series, and it's I think the really performance ballsy yeah. and confident this time, didn't it? it just the performances, like... the performances have got. Alexander Roach was excellent. Will Meller, as you said, I think has done his best work here. You know, the supporting cast of characters when they're given something to do. Paul Ritter is just Paul Ritter can make a sound. Just a couple of noises <laughs> seem funny. Yes, yeah, with the, uh, the was it the flash drives that he had. Yeah. In, uh, in yes, the flash yeah. drives in the plant pot there. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we need to just pencil in some of his um, some of his yeah. sound effects, really. You can catch up now on all four. Oh, no offence. It would be odd, though, four. wouldn't it, if they announce a third series just after it's been on and we like, have to edit all that out. Oh, yeah, true, true. I'm really glad it got a third one, though, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. I was like, oh. Talking of all four, acquitted. The, oh, uh, I keep giving you segues without even knowing. <laughs> you know, you you butt it. Uh, you knock I, it I down. Don't play, I don't play tennis, so I don't know how that works. I actually thought or it was a baseball sport. term, actually. Or baseball. I don't, sports, you know, <laughs> just generally. Uh, this is Acquitted. Uh, this was a, uh, originally aired in 2015 in its native uh, Norway. Uh, stars, oh, I'm not doing oh, the names on. Please do it, please. Nikolai Kleeve-Rosh. Yeah, the the very same. The very same. 
who, uh, when we first meet him, is a successful uh, businessman working for a big corporation in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Why did you struggle uh, more with Kuala Lumpur than you did with Nikolai? Well, I was doing, no, no, because I was doing it, if you remember in that episode of The Simpsons when Bumblebee Man did it. True. I want you to say every country anyway, name is the Bumblebee Man from The Simpsons from now on, if you could. Did you notice who his wife was? Yes, but now I looked her up and now I can't remember. Elaine but... Tan, who yes. um, played uh, Lee in EastEnders back in the mid-2000s. She I went don't out remember with Lee. Well, when oh, Mickey was growing cannabis in Gussie's flat. That's her. Basically, he gets a phone call from uh, someone who we later learn is from his um, hometown. Um, we started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. Deck your home with Blinds.com. DIY or let us install. Free design consultation. Plus free samples and free shipping. Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high quality window treatments with no showroom mockups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople. Saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to Blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop Blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off. Plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Saying that there's a, there's a business, a solar business that he owns with his family that's struggling and that he wants Axel to um, in, basically convince his business uh, associates to invest in yeah. uh, we don't know what the the sort of problem is there really to start off with so he basically along with some of his colleagues journeys back to it's basically his native village and soon yeah. enough we learn that the uh, couple who own the uh, energy company uh, had a daughter who uh, died and axel was charged with the murder um, it was something to do with the. He was accused of hitting her against the head with the rock several times. Okay. I think I remember no, hitting her head against the rock, not hitting her it... against the head with the rock. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just translated that from northern. <laughs> That's what I did. That bombshell drops about halfway through, doesn't it? About him being acquitted of the crime. He goes, he sees people working in the energy uh, business and things like that, and and there are some people basically... who he knows uh, who yeah. work with them. He goes to visit his mother, and there's a very strange scene with his mother where she I liked doesn't that let him. Scene, though. It was bizarre, yeah. but I quite liked it. Yeah, and and basically, uh, it, I loved how this ended as well. He had he'd agreed to invest in the company, but Eva didn't want him to mm. because of his past, because of their, their relationship. Mm. Um, and he he basically threatened her, didn't he? Because he thinks that if the energy company doesn't get saved, then it'll basically be it for the town, for He's the village. He's sort of saying, look, don't, yeah. don't use... 
don't use this again as another excuse to stop the town moving forward. And I, and I liked how sort of silent it was, like all basically every member of the board mm. started to get up apart from the husband who stayed mm. seated at the end and that's how it ended. And that was, for me, the perfect cliffhanger. There wasn't any sort of yeah. big explosions or anything like that. We talked about it before. It's a show I've come to love and it's now finished and I've seen all the series Rectify. of it. But Rectify, yeah. there's definite parallels with... In fact, it's pretty much a, a similar plot with... Except Rectify, he was in prison for life yeah. uh, in solitary confinement for so many years, and he's let out. And we don't know. The thing is, here we don't know the yeah. the intricacies of what happened, how how long he was in jail, and, and things I, like I that. have to admit, I didn't like this at first. It wasn't one of the things that no, no, really, that I didn't like it at first. It took is it me just a while. because everyone in it was so attractive? No, that is usually a plus point. Um, No, I didn't like it at first. It took me a while. I was more... As soon as he got off the uh, helicopter and met up with... Yeah, as soon as it got back to Norway. When he got to Norway and when he did what he was supposed to do and when the story could start, I was quite invested. It wasn't like last week when we talked about the case where I was watching it through a screen. I was was involved. I was invested. I cared about the outcome. Do you think part of that is because it's not formulaic, it's about a character, it's not about a yeah. police officer or yeah. a doctor or something like that, it's about this character, it's about, you it's know, about redemption. The character. It's about the people who he's affected, you know, moving on or trying to move on, it's about going back to somewhere where you don't feel you belong it's not anymore. Your, I think it's not your typical naughty drama, is it? I don't feel like... I've not I, seen one like this, I no. And there's a lot of English in it, which is a plus. <laughs> it is a plus. Go check my email during that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if this was on BBC Four, you'd be watching this, or doesn't Every it matter? We, would you watch it? I, I, I'm definitely going to watch the second episode. I'm definitely going to do that. But yeah. I think it would give me more incentive if it was if there was more of a structure to it. Yeah, I mean, it's the garrison thing. Yeah, it's like it's not going anywhere. I can rest it and. I don't see. I don't. I never believe that when he said. Well, I, obviously he does, but I that doesn't work for me. I'd much rather have that structure that we're used to. Perhaps it's old fashioned. Well, it is old fashioned now, clearly. But if I have to go and seek out this, I don't know whether because as much as I enjoy it, and I'll, I'll look, might remember it when I piece the podcast together. Am yeah. I going to remember it in two weeks' time when I'm watching other stuff? I don't know, but that's only because it's not on the telly and I have to go and seek it out. I don't know. What's your opinion on it? Um, yeah, I, th- I don't know because I don't watch much on the TV, but I like having that structure where there's like mm. one episode a week or two episodes a week and yeah. I know that they're there. Saying that, though, I mean, I fell behind with all of the naughty dramas, really. So You I did, really? Not... I think you do have to be in a mood for it because you yes, do have definitely. to... Concentrate Not in far the more. Like you just like you have no, to. No, you have broken. to be. You have to be pissed <laughs> off at the world to watch this go. No, you have to be in the mood for it. You yeah. can't just stick one on and and do the housework or, you know, not that you should during any drama. Um, you should be watching it. But yeah, I know what you mean. Far yeah, better on. than Case. I would oh, highly definitely. recommend. If like, you want, I found this to be such an easy watch. It was almost relaxed. I know I just said yeah. you need to concentrate, but I almost found it quite relaxing. As it well. was all those. I think it was the Norwegian fjords that did it. Another sort of uh, drama that 
concerns someone going it, back no, to the not hotel. A sort, it is an actual drama. It's not a sort of drama. Okay, another drama <laughs> that sort of resembles the same plot as Acquitted. Um, Without only... realising it, we picked this. We didn't realise yeah, it at the time. Yeah, I mean, this was just because this was on. The Kettering Incident, which is on again on Wednesday, uh, 10pm on uh, Sky Atlantic, this is, oddly. I wondered if you knew about that day. The day Gillian went. Don't go near this. Her mum reckons that he killed Gillian Baxter. Do you think I did? You're that Anna Macy. There's lots of things that aren't supposed to happen here, but they do. Seems bizarre someone can just disappear like that. It's happening again. How far did you get? Because there was a double bill. I watched the first episode. Did you do the same? Yeah. The Kettering incident is what we're referring to. It's an Australian drama which aired last summer on... Uh, SBS Fox, or Fox? Foxtel's... Fox oh, no. Soho, which is Foxtel's showcase drama. Right. We are so big, big, big S, Big S, small O, big H, small O. Okay. Uh, and it and it did really really well over there. It was yeah like... yeah. It was their their best non sporting program. It mm. got the best. Uh, so basically, again, this filmed is, in Tanzania uh, as well. Tanzania, yes. Okay. I've never seen a Tanzanian Nian Nian drama before. Uh, this <laughs> was fifteen years. Whereas Acquitted was uh, twenty years. This was only fifteen years between uh, Anna, who's played by uh, the night manager's Elizabeth Debicki. Yes. I don't know if you recognised her. Yes, she was Jed in The Night Manager. I thought it, she was terrible in The Night Manager. I yeah. quite liked her in this. <laughs> well, she just basically just slept with people and just, like, idled around in her pants for most of it. You'd think you would have I've liked I've got to rewatch it. that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, an incident, as, it would, as, as, you, as the title would suggest. We first meet Anna when she's 14. She's ambling through the uh, forests. Mm. And she's with her friend Gillian. There's some flashlights, there's some flashing lights, and Gillian goes towards the lights. Anna Never go up. towards the lights, it's it's not Damn safe. It, and then, um, next thing we know, we're in London 15 years later, and Anna's collapsed outside a, a shop and is being revived by a policeman. We learn early on that she keeps getting these sort of jumps almost. It almost felt a bit like Legion. <laughs> like no, come on, like... come on. Yeah. <laughs> the way the narrative, the, 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 it was directed, you know, it didn't tell yeah. the, the audience that we were no. jumping ahead. We just find her. There was a scene, as you say, she's found, she's an, is she a doctor? Yes. Yeah, so there is a great scene where she doesn't think she's been to the hospital that night and then she sees herself on CCTV sort of stumbling around and then doing some tap and dancing. And then she collapses again and ends up back in Kettering with, yeah. her, with her passport it's, and her boarding pass. Basically, it's, in a best, it's the great way of just <coughs> missing out on a long flight. Um, if I could do it, I that would. Was, uh, Stewie's time machine again, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike with Acquitted, we know why there's sort of a, a cloud over her to an extent. Yeah. You know, this girl went missing. Anna, you know, left soon after. Mm. Some people think she actually murdered Gillian. We meet her father, who's a retired, uh, who's a, oh, is he just about to retire from the police force? Yeah, he's got a and, party. Uh, for a pub. The, the big thing, I suppose, is that there's tension in Kettering between the logging community and the sort of the um, activists who want to stop 
the trees from being uh, cut down. And there's sort of like the mystery over what happened to Gillian. And then there's another girl whose name is Chloe. Befriends Anna almost as soon as she comes into the town. Well, what you didn't say, because you're not good at the old synopsis, is is that the town has sort of reveled in the mystery of of Gillian's disappearance. And there's actually like snow globes of the Kettering incident. They've sort of made it a... Tourist attraction. They befriend each other because Chloe says she's seen the lights as well. I think everyone else in the town is sort of too focused on this, like, you know, the logging industry and everything like Mm. that to see, like, the bigger picture. There's also, where Kettering is, you get the Aurora Borealis on a regular basis. Yes, yeah. Aurora Borealis, I'll go back to the Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything is just a Simpsons reference. Aurora Borealis. In your kitchen. Your kitchen. Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis? Uh, Aurora Borealis. At this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. Mash it? No. Seymour, the house is on fire! No, Mother, it's just the Northern Lights. Basically, there was a lot here to unpack. There was a lot yeah. of characters to meet. And, I mean, you said you liked Elizabeth Debicki in this. I struggled with her a bit at first. I found her quite an alienating character because she was quite I mean. I would agree. Like last week with Legion, I struggled because yeah. I never felt settled. With Acquitted, I yeah. think you because you had that bit at the beginning where you learnt about his life in Malaysia, you were sort of yeah. eased into the character, whereas this... You've got the bit of her in Kettering as a teenager, and then we're in London, and then oh, we're in the hospital, was... and then oh, we're, we're back in Kettering. That first yeah. like ten minutes was quite jarring, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to get on board with this. Do you know as what soon, you said about as soon as we got to Kettering, like yeah. you said, as soon as we got to Leashford in in Acquitted, I yeah. felt more relaxed because I think my favourite bit of it was not necessarily about her, but the sort of theme of the t- this sort of struggling community yes. who yeah. their main industry is the logging you said last week about legion which we've spoken about just as much this week as we did last as it turns out with it being over stylized i didn't think this was too bad on that score but it was no. over atmospheric yeah. it drove like me the party, mad the, uh, the party the kids were having at the end of episode one i just found it a bit much of an assault on the senses i was watching it late at night i grant you but i just the bits of it I liked were sort of overwhelmed by a ton of atmospheric, which is, I yeah. think, a trend in modern television where we have to be bombarded with. And noise I think that's why, sound. yeah, why we like it, liked Acquitted because it was quite relaxing. It was quite you had that backdrop. There was when not, we say when we just, say it was relaxing, it was just quite to, straight. Yeah, it was yeah. quite straightforward, I suppose. Yeah plot itself wasn't gentle but the sort of atmosphere was i think was every, sort of the majority of the scenes of kettering were sort of this might be important this might yeah. be important now she's yeah. over there that might be important and, and i just I found think it a bit she, tiring she sort of like ambled into every scene you know she didn't mm. like walk like a normal person I, I struggled to warm to her like i again like the night manager i, I don't find her a sort of strong presence, really. I think it was everyone mm. else around her, the sort of the community, the sort of strong. They were the stronger characters for me. Yeah. And there is the I mean, insinuation I, I now. Would watch more. I would. I'm, I'm not anti it, but I just think 
There is a trend, and Legion was kind of its own thing, but there is a trend of shows now being loud and brash and bright and switching and swapping yeah. around. And I just found it a little bit, you know, you'd, I don't think it needed it, really, at all. It didn't and I, add anything. I actually liked the performance from, um, I'm going to mispronounce this, she used to be in Neighbours, uh, the girl who's playing Chloe, basically. I liked all the young people because mm. they had sort of been trapped well. in this town that had yeah. been sort of they'd lived in the shadow of this disappearance and they'd yeah. sort of made up their own ideas of what it could mm. be they'd heard things from their families of differing opinions that side mm. of it i really liked um yeah yeah definitely um and i think as well i mean i hope that she is in more of the episodes but there is the insinuation that now she's gonna dis- have disappeared as well and that because anna's come back all of a oh, sudden, see, that would take me out of it again. If, if it I think that's into... what it, I think that's what the plot, where the plot's going. Mm. I honestly do. We are Go coming on. to a quiet week, uh, a quiet two weeks, as it happens, where you could watch more of this. We've got the time. Mm-hmm. I might do. I mean, I'm going to. Mm. Tr- I probably w- would um, prioritize acquitted over this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I did like it. I just so wanted ca- it to. Kettering is down... ta- Tasmania rather than Australia. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am enjoying, I have to say, I said this to you, but I am enjoying exploring the world outside yes. the UK. I think we do. We have done it previously. It's not new. We love some things from around the globe, of course. Uh, but it's been nice to have this time to sort of look at things and perhaps point you, the podcast listener, if you're still with us, uh, to the direction of... Good luck. Well done. Things. Well done. Well done. You get a badge <laughs> if you make it all the way to the end. So, to sum up, you would watch more of the Kettering incident, but you're going to prioritise... You've got more investment in Acquitted. I think I'm yes. the same. Yes. Also on Wednesday... <laughs> it's bizarre, this. ...is the Real Marigold Hotel on BBC One, which uh, has moved from BBC Two, but retains the same premise, where we've got eight uh, celebrity pensioners uh, going to India, uh, as in the uh, famous film... Uh, the exo- best exotic Marigold Hotel, starring uh, recent BAFTA winner Dev Patel. Some of the participants included um, Lionel Blair, Bill Oddie, Alma from Coronation Street. Who looked Amanda amazing Barry. for 80. 80, I yeah. I believe she was 80. Paul Nicholas and his weird hair, Dr. Miriam Stoppard and her weird face, um, <laughs> Dennis Taylor. These also like rolled our books all yeah. of a sudden, don't they? Dennis Taylor and his weird glasses. Yeah, Rusty, Rusty Lee and her weird laugh. Uh, and and the utterly irritating Sheila Ferguson. Yeah, she thinks she's on a different show altogether, yeah, doesn't she? I mean, this is the thing, like, you've got some people on this who've done reality TV before, like Sheila Ferguson was on The uh, Jungle, wasn't she? Yeah, um, very a long early while. days of it. And yeah. she's the one who, as soon as they get to the house where they're all sharing, oh, I want this bedroom, I want this closet space, or this isn't big enough. It's not what the show's you. about. That really annoyed no. me. As it went on, actually, and I think you probably haven't got to this bit because you've watched, what, 40 minutes of it or something like that? Yes, about that, yeah. yeah. You do <clears throat> warm to Sheila Ferguson to an extent. Her and uh, Paul Nicholas go for a massage, and she talks about like being lonely, being on her own, how the, the man she thought she'd spend her, the rest of her days with passed away... And she lives on her own in Spain and she Skypes with her daughter, but she misses, misses like, an emotional connection with her. And I thought that sort of grounded her a bit. But, 
you know, she was annoying for most of the episode. You know, there, there are certain real moments in it. There's a lot of faffing going around. The sort of central premise is these people are looking whether India would be the perfect place to retire to. There are scenes of like, let's participate with the locals, let's go fishing. There's that wonderful scene where Paul Nicholas and uh, Bilotti are going around looking for pants for 15 minutes. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, I thought about this. The first series which I watched on BBC yeah. Two, the one with Miriam Margulies and uh, Rosemary Schrager and Wayne Sleep and all those people, that felt really g- genuine mm. and sort of... There are genuine moments in this, but I think they come towards a bit the more... episode. Yeah. This felt a bit more... I don't know, as well, they weren't fending for themselves in this. They had a host yeah. lady who was yeah. walking them around. And I do and wonder if that's... Rusty Lee is, clashing with the chefs. Is that a BBC One decision, oh, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you've got to hold the audience's hands more in, on BBC One. Uh, Paul Nicholas, I think, was my favourite here because he just didn't really care about the cameras being on. You no. get the impression that, that is what Paul Nicholas is like on a daily basis. He was basis. very toilet have you, uh, yeah, have you seen the bit where they go and buy the beer? Yes. In India, Gary, you have to uh, queue up in a big line to like an mm. off license that's got like a bar and you just have like a steel bars behind it. There's one man and you, you can only ask for like three or four bottles in one go, can't you, or something. And then you have yeah, to. It's, like, it's like paracetamol in this country. <laughs> okay. Very similar, very similar. As I say, there are genuine moments. As I said, the Sheila Ferguson when she's getting the massage, and also there's a bit towards the end with Lionel Blair where he says, you know, I've really struggled to adapt here taken me a while i think because of my age because he's 87 as it goes on i think you'll get more of that because they're doing the train ride that they did in the last uh, series as well i just remember the bit with jan leeming from the last series where she was talking about her regrets and stuff like that and i think those genuine moments make a series like this and i hope they don't lose them now they're on bbc one it felt more like oh i'm watching a reality yeah, show reality this show. time yeah, which is definitely. a shame because yeah. it wasn't what the first series was about yeah Pick of the week. This is when we look at the week ahead and see if there's anything worth watching. And I'm not sure there is this week, bar one possible exception, which Matt and I might have to team up on. But if you can find anything else, uh, we Gary? welcome you. Go on, well, Gary. I, I, I'm intrigued by SSGB. Are you? Yeah. Don't know whether it's just going to be a poor man's uh, man in the high castle. Uh, which shows on Amazon, which is very much of a similar story where the you know, the, Amer- the the Nazis win World War Two. Yeah. So I don't know. Although this is different. This is them them winning the bat when winning the Battle of Britain, not World War Two. I think. Yeah. From what I've heard, uh, I don't know. Looks interesting. Just don't know how it's going to pan out. Okay. Luke, you pick inside number nine because I've got. Yeah, number one. nine. You have got another <laughs> one. Okay, inside number nine, series three, only five this time round. Uh, by the way, SSGB Gary was just speaking of is Sunday oh, yeah. nine o'clock on BBC One. Inside number nine returns Tuesday at ten on BBC Two. This one features uh, performances from Steve Pemberton and Rhys Shearsmith, who we've come to expect as they write the whole thing, and uh, they're joined by Philip Bannister and uh, Jason Watkins. Uh, him of W1A and um, and the Lost Honor of Christopher Jeffries. My one, actually, is a one that was a cinematic release that is now on the Storyville strand on BBC4 on Monday night at 9pm. Uh, it's called Life Animated. Um, it's about an autistic boy um, who lost his speech at the age of two and basically learned to uh, read and speak through watching Disney films. And it's a lovely film. In these sort of times of, like, 
you know, of hardship and stuff. It is a lovely sort of uplifting story about sort of hope and things like that. And yeah, it's what uh, it's called Life Animated on BBC Four Monday at nine o'clock. Okay, so now we have to do this. I'm going to try and figure out a, a quick and exciting way of doing this, but I've yet to find one. So. Twitters at Luke Custer TV for me, at Match TV Bites for Matt, at The Gary Show for Gary, Facebook.com. Give us some likes on there. TheCustardTV.com uh, is the website as well. Uh, you can download this via iTunes. Give us a five star review. We're on YouTube as well. <laughs> YouTube.com. It's getting silly. I oh, thought a lot of people are better at self-promotion than you are. I can't do what, this anymore. What we need to do is is get someone professional to record this bit. And then no, you can I just can't be doing it. it. Yeah, YouTube.com forward slash The Custard TV. Now, the thing I want to do is the email address. We have a new email address. Uh, yeah. We mentioned it for the first time last week. We haven't had uh, any but... emails yet. So please send uh, your questions to the following yeah. email address. Do we, do we is... just explain again? Uh, yes. It on, I don't know if you heard this bit, Gary. On the 1st of March, it's yours and Luke's five-year anniversary. I know. Uh, yeah. So we'd, <laughs> he's got it marked on the calendar. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to uh, get me a gift. It's a red letter day. Yeah, uh, so what we're going to try and do, if we get any questions at all, um, is do a Q&A. So we're asking sort of long-time listeners or short-term listeners of the podcast to um, ask a question to one of or all three of the members of the podcast. Send it to the email address and I'll uh, vet them. And then if we get enough, we are going to do a full podcast just with the Q&A. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com. Okay, well, join us again and we'll do this all again, possibly okay. with more, less laughter from me. I was a bit giddy today. I don't know why that was. Right, okay. Uh, I've got to go because I'm getting a phone call. Okay. Bye, bye, Gary. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.